Hello, and welcome back to Musings of a Black Bipolar Activist. This is Lucy. Uh, I actually had a podcast previously recorded that I was going to post today, uh, but then the attack on the Capitol happened, and I figured this should take uh, precedence over um, that other podcast I did. Uh, the other podcast was a review of 2020 and some of its um, important moments and some of it's social justice related, some of it is not. Um, but a lo- 2020, a lot happened. Um, it was definitely action-packed. So, the Capitol. Um, Donald Trump, our former president, I'm very glad I could say that. Donald Trump, um, he had a uh, rally where he... Um, riled up a crowd and thousands of those people uh, went to the Capitol and stormed the Capitol while the electoral college vote was going. Um, It's basically a um, like a ceremonial count because uh, Biden already won. Um, But anyway, uh, they they stormed the Capitol. Um, And uh, it's a bad stain on the United States. Um, a lot of a lot of our political standing and social standing was already going down the tube since Trump was president. But uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Uh, one of the stark differences in this is how many people. Uh, made it to the Capitol, how they were able to destroy the Capitol in a violent way, and um, nothing happened. Uh, Five people died, uh, including a police officer. I believe that he was rushed and, like, trampled over. Um, And then when he got back to the police station, he collapsed and later died at the hospital. Um, So... I think something that there was a huge stark difference is the difference between uh, Black Lives Matter protests, which are largely peaceful. Um, There's a few looters and things, but it's largely peaceful. um, And police are the agitators in that situation. Uh, Joy Reid, who is a MSNBC commenter, uh, said it best, and I'm going to play a clip. Uh, it might not sound, we'll see how it sounds. But I'm going to play a clip where she talks about it. And uh, we'll be ready for that in a second. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Almost ready. But anyway, I'm going to talk while I get it ready. Um, she She said it best. Uh, and, um, I totally agree with her. And then after I play the clip, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that and a few other things. Okay. It's, it's, it's sort of ironic to be on with you and with Rachel. And Rachel to 2014, when I would be on Rachel's show as a correspondent at curfew time in Baltimore when I was covering the Freddie Gray uprisings. Mm. And these were mass marches 
um, that were in, in regard to police taking Freddie Gray's body and treating it like a rag doll and flinging him into the back. Hold on. That van Sorry. until the rag doll broke and he died. And he died alone in the back of a car being brutalized for no reason other than making eye contact with police as he rode his bike. And the uprisings um, that took place after Freddie Gray brought in what a, a level of policing of policing that I've never witnessed ever in life. It looked like a war zone. Police brought in tanks. They brought in body armor. They were wearing full body armor rubber suits where they almost looked robotic, full gear, enormous powerful weaponry and they were phalanxed out all across baltimore pan and north they were standing menacingly waiting to brutalize anyone who even looked at them funny the level of force the level of just almost indiscriminate rudeness cruelty hardness of those police officers and at curfew time which would be nine o'clock and then almost every night during that uprising at some point i would go on with you rachel and describe to you what i was seeing and it was terrifying and what terrified me in those moments in baltimore were not the marchers i was never afraid among the marchers the marchers just wanted justice they just didn't think it was okay to just kill a guy because he looked at the police funny i was afraid of them i was afraid of the cops because they were menacing. They knew those marchers were coming every night. They knew there was going to be a curfew every night. The great Elijah Cummings would walk people home and get them to go home because he didn't want them out after curfew. But there would always be some guys who would stay out after the curfew, who would refuse to go home, who would claim the right to be in their streets. And I was never afraid of them. I was afraid of the cops. The reason, as Claire talked about, that these people were so unafraid of the cops who were sparsely distributed through our capital, which hasn't been breached since 1812, when it was burned. The reason they could easily and casually, with their cameras on, film themselves throwing things through the walls of our capital, our property, going inside the capital, sitting in uh, Speaker Pelosi's office, casually take pictures of themselves, have that played on Fox News, they know that they are not in jeopardy. Because the cops are taking selfies with them, walking them down the steps to make sure they're not hurt, taking care with their bodies, not like they treated Freddie Gray's body. White Americans aren't afraid of the cops. White Americans are never afraid of the cops, even when they're committing insurrection, even when they're engaged in attempting to occupy our capital to steal the votes of people who look like me. Because in their minds, they own this country, they own that capital, they own the cops, the cops work for them, and people like me have no damn right to try to elect a president. Because we don't get to pick the president, they get to pick the president, they own the president, they own the White House, they own this country. And so when you think you own it, you own the place, you ain't afraid of the police because the police are you, and the police reflect back to them. We're with you. You're good. We're not going to hurt you because you're not them. Guarantee you if that was a Black Lives Matter protest in D.C., there would already be people shackled, arrested, or dead. Shackled, arrested, en masse, or dead. Cunningham on here. She'll tell you how they treated her in Ferguson. Put Alicia Garza on here. She'll tell you 
how they treated her at every Black Lives Matter march. Get Patrice Cullors on. They'll tell you. They'll tell you what it feels like to protest peacefully and unarmed and have how the police will treat you if you're black. That's it. They're not a. Okay. Um, I cut that clip a little short because it was getting long. Um, so Joy Reid is uh, definitely uh, touched on some things that a lot of people touched on. In fact, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden also spoke about that. Had this been a Black Lives Matter protest, uh, there would have been a very different reaction um, opposed to what happened in the Capitol. What happened in the Capitol is discouraging and it is frankly scary because um, something like that shouldn't happen. The The capital should be secure. It should be, um, it will, yes, I'm just going to say that. It should be secure. People shouldn't be able to just show up and get there. And I think some of the images that were shown and the coverage didn't make any sense. I saw coverage of police officers actually opening the barriers. I saw uh, footage of cops taking selfies with the rioters. I took, I, I mean, I saw pictures of um, people just casually strolling the halls. Uh, I know that the Virginia called, the yeah, I know that the Virginia governor called on the National Guard to come and the National Guard was able to get everything in order after a few hours, but there shouldn't have been a National Guard. It should have been taken care of by the cops. And the thing is, is that this has been planned. Like, Donald Trump, on his Twitter page, his terrorist page, thank God it's finally over, but he had said that this was, he had, he had said this, this is what we're going to do. In his language in the rally before it, he was like, we have to take things by force. If you have follow followers who follow you blindly and you say something like, let's take our country back, let's fight hard, let's not take no for an answer, all that kind of stuff, then those people are going to do whatever you say. And Trump is crazy. I'll say it. Trump is crazy. And uh, for these, frankly, majority, I believe it was white people. Um, I saw a couple of black people, but black people weren't really uh, doing any destructive things. They were just there. Um, but white people in this case um, were were violent. Like I said, the, that cop got stomped. Um, that should have never happened. I can't think of an instance, and uh, you're welcome to correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't think of an instance where a Black Lives Matter protester killed a cop. Now, I've seen cops kill Black Lives Matter protesters, but I've never seen a cop get killed by a Black Lives Matter protester. Yet, Several police were hurt in this insurrection. A police officer died, got stomped. Um, I, I, I don't know. 
that seems that almost seems ludicrous to me that something like this happens and when I found out that it happened I was actually at work and one of my coworkers who had been on lunch break came back and and you know told everyone and I thought it was a joke at first because who just storms the capitol who storms any government building really unless they are in unless their intention is to hurt people and to tear down a system in place and i think joy reed really touched on something when she said white people aren't scared of the police i can't tell you how many videos i've seen where white people are confronting police and nothing happens to them i've seen videos of white people touching cops like pushing them and it i mean they just take them down without killing them uh, they have, I've, I've, they've tased them on a couple occasions and they peacefully take someone into the police car. Um, that situation with Freddie Gray, he was just beaten, thrown into the police car, not secured, which is how he was able to be shifted around so much and died. Um, all the protesters, who were arrested or the ones that they found who could be arrested. I didn't hear any stories about them not being taken care of by the police. Um, I, I definitely see the frustration of the people who are like, this sucks. This doesn't make any sense. And um, I think Another article, I believe it was on CNN, um, where a person, the author of White Rage, uh, which is a good book, you should read it, but the author of, oh, it's NBC News, sorry, the author of White Rage said that this is, an, oh, not the author. Yeah, I'm sorry. The author of White Rage said, what we're seeing is vintage white rage. And then in White Rage, Anderson highlights the ways that white violence is carried out subtly through legislation and oppressive policies. And people say Wednesday's display is a clear picture of how common visible white violence is in the face of social advancement of non-white people. Uh, and I think bringing into bringing race not only in how people were treated but also perceived reasons on why these people were treated like this um i know that donald trump has tried to invalidate states that had uh, cities with large black populations he's trying he was trying to get those thrown out i know in particular the um uh, call to the Georgia Secretary of State, he mentioned several times, you know, we had Georgia, but let's investigate the counties that has Atlanta. Let's investigate the counties that have large black populations and basically invalidating their vote. Um, that's steeped in racism, steeped in racism. Why are they trying to silence black voices? Now, I'm not saying Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are better 
for our country. I know they're better for uh, this country than Donald Trump. I'm not agreeing with everything that they say, but one thing, there's several things I can agree on them with, but one thing I particularly can agree with them on is black people are treated differently in this country than white people. Point blank. Um, and for Donald Trump, who has, is a racist, I'm tired of people saying he's not. He is a racist. He has said m many racist things. He promotes racist rhetoric. Uh, he does not denounce uh, white supremacists. Uh, he has actually gotten in trouble in the 80s for not renting to black people. Uh, he's a racist. And uh, I, I'm sick of people saying he's not. But for him to try to invalidate black votes and then get white people in a rage over these black votes is typical Donald Trump. I'm so glad his Twitter account got canceled because he hyped these people up not only when he got there for that rally, but he had been doing it for the weeks prior. And he planned that rally on the day that the vote was supposed to count be counted so it's garbage garbage I can't tell you how upset and disheartened I am by what happened at the Capitol um, and it also on the day that Raphael Warnick gets sworn in I mean not sworn in but gets elected as the first black senator from the south when he won Georgia um, and also uh, John Ossoff Asaf, uh, who is a Jewish guy. And I believe he's also the first Jewish guy from the South to be elected to the Senate. Um, yeah. So uh, this is not a long one. I just wanted to get on and vent a little bit. And um, yeah, I, I really think that this country has gotten off to a really bad track. Not to say that this country has not been rooted in racism, because it has. But I feel like it took a turn for the worse when Donald Trump uh, became president. And I'm not saying he stirred up, he stirred up racism. I'm not saying that racism went away, because um, we've always had racism. But Donald Trump has stirred up racism so that it is much more visible. I know someone brought a Confederate flag into the Capitol. And there has never been a Confederate flag in the Capitol uh, because the South never reached there. They never reached the Capitol because of the Civil War. So it was the first time that a, um, that a Confederate flag was at the Capitol. Um, for them to take down the American flag and put up a trunk flag is solely un-American. These people talk about how patriot, being patriots and, um, yeah, being patriots, being um, how there's nowhere like the USA. USA is the greatest country in the world. Yet they took down the flag, which is something that they revere a lot. And... That's that it's it's okay to do things when it fits their agenda. But as soon as you step out of their agenda, then things immediately go wrong again. So
this is a short one. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to get my thoughts on audio about the um, about the capital situation. Um, like I said, I had previously recorded a podcast about uh, the year in review. And so um, I'm going to uh, post that next week. And uh, <sighs> it's time to take a deep breath as a country. Uh, we also need to take a reflective look at this as a country and how things like this are allowed. Um, like I said, I think I said, and a few other people have said, uh, this was kind of expected. This is not a surprise um, that this happened. Uh, this had been boiling over for a long time, especially since Trump started to um, question the results of the election. He was whipping these people up, and they were ready to explode. Um, yeah. All right. So I will catch you later. Peace.